Good evening once again. This is John St. Germain, your jovial host of the Crystal Silence League Hour, episode 97. Goodness gracious, counting down to our 100th episode. And who would have thought we would have made it this long? Well, me, because I'm dedicated to this. I'll be doing this show until either the day I die or the day they jerk me off the air because of uh, dementia or senility or something. Well, tonight we're going to talk about the power of visualization. This is our uh, ongoing power series, how to connect to the creative power of God law, the law of creation, and how to bring this into your life so that you can manifest pretty much whatever you want. Um, Once you come back in just a minute, and we will um, continue this. Get you a cold drink, a hot drink, a warm drink, and if you have a crystal ball, grab that too. We'll be uh, doing an exercise with it later. So come on back. Well, hey, I'm back. I don't know if that was time enough for you all to go get a drink. I don't
Amen. We appear to be having our usual blog talk roulette sound issues, and uh, so we're going to be coming and going a little bit. Let's talk about our stone of the week, our crystal of the week, which is almondine, almondine garnet. Um, Almondine garnet, garnet ranges from deep orange to red, so it can resonate to the uh, spleen to root chakra. And uh, it's a very uh, wonderful stone for health. And um, it grounds the root chakra. It's uh, it's uh, used quite a bit for... Um, and remember, these suggestions involving health are... Um, Suggestions. Uh, they don't take the place of medical help, but they apparently are very good for uh, many people. Say so good for uh, acid reflux, um, help stimulate the adrenal glands. Uh, they help support um, conditions involving the blood, um, and um, help strengthen the immune system. And um, these are spiritual supports to healing. They're not. They don't take the place of medical treatment. So since this is uh, associated with the root chakra, um, it helps remove negative energies um, associated with the root chakra. So um, the um, 
it can uh, it can help with um, uh, grounding you if you tend to not be good in um, uh, the areas of uh, practicality, money, uh, finding a job. Um, uh, it can help you um, uh, eliminate matters of uh, self sabotage, um, whether it's conscious or unconscious. Um, it can uh, strengthen your uh, self-confidence. It can strengthen your ability to relate to other people in a positive way and help eliminate uh, fear, especially fear of being abandoned or betrayed. So it's, uh, it's a wonderful stone. It's very hard, too, being garnet, which is why it helps uh, give you more backbone and strength. Um, it helps uh, since it grounds you. It helps it helps you become more organized. You tend to be uh, scattered and flighty, and helps you with focus. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to pick pick it today because one of our uh, topics that we're going to discuss involves focus. And uh, focus is a uh, very important thing when we're talking about visualization. Um, visualization is one of the keys to the techniques that we're developing. Um, visualization is a rapidly vanishing art. Uh, back in the days before movies and TV visualized stuff for us, visualization, I believe, was, uh, was very commonplace. And visualization is an exercise that I encourage everyone to practice daily. And what I mean by visualizing is that you must see very clearly that which you wish to manifest. The creation of your goals must begin as a thought. And these thoughts are not simply repeating an affirmation in your head. You truly must create the reality in your mind's eye. Um, you cannot want or desire anything without first visualizing it, and you can't visualize it um, without attaining it. So you have to use this mighty, dynamic, creative force for that purpose. And so what I believe and what I've observed is that step by step, the tr this tremendous God power will take the human race by the hand and very slowly lead man a little higher, a little higher, a little higher in his vision, which is why we have progressed from living in trees and caves and flinging dung at each other to the civilization we have now where we have launched vessels to other planets. Now, if you look into the spiritual realm at all, even just a little bit, you you believe what I'm telling you. You know what I'm telling you is true. You find that the spiritual laws work. They do work. If you put this into practice even a little bit, you will see a manifestation in reality. And then when you see this manifestation work even a little bit, you'll go further and see it work more. And then when you go a little further you see it work even more and more to the point where you will produce miraculous results. And the, the thing is, as you go further into this creative law, the God law, 
it begins to attract you. You no longer have to seek it. It begins to seek you. It's waiting for you. It's beckoning to you. The only limitations to this are the limitations that we put on ourselves based on doubt and fear and uh, self-sabotage. The, the whole idea is that, of fear that you know we can't do it. You know we think, oh, you know I can't do this, and uh, because you cannot limit creation. I mean, go outside and look up in the sky and say, is there a limit to that? You know, look at the farthest star that you can see. Is there a limit to that? And then look through a telescope and look even further and say, is there a limit? You can't, you can't limit it. So, um, so this great realm that's above us, around us, within us, without us, all creation is pervaded with this dynamic spiritual power. It is unseen. But it is all around us. Um, but now, the problem is being unseen. It's easy to think it doesn't exist. Now, it, it says all through the Bible in many places, and I'm quoting directly: "In Him we live and move and have our being," and that's very true. Now, we're taking that though from the abstract realm the abstract realm of God, etc., and we are placing it in the material realm. We're taking it from the abstract into the material. And um, from the material realm is where we're trying to get this to work. It doesn't do us any good in abstract to say we're going to die someday and know God. That's not going to do us any good. It doesn't do us any good in the here and now. We have bills to pay. We have a life to live. We want to be happy now. We take it from the abstract and bring it right here, right here in our hands. It may be all right to have uh, happiness someday after we die. That's good. Let's, we'll, we'll have that too, but what, what? Right now, here and now, what good is it? We want God and the God law to operate right now, not after we're dead. And besides, how much more use to us, how valuable is it, who will our God be, our God law, who who is ready, willing, and able to operate right now to accomplish whatever we want? How much more reasonable is that than a theory? And that's all it is, is a theory that after we die, we'll be happy. We'll have our desires, you know, in, in streets of gold and the heavenly mansion in the sky. It's a theory I don't care what I don't care what you're told. It's a theory until it's proven, and we won't know until after we die. Now, here's the thing about this: when I start talking this way, people say, "Oh, well, you're talking about the devil." You know, the devil promises you that. I'm not talking about the devil. The devil never manifests. If you read in the Bible, at no time does the devil ever have any power. He never gives anybody any power. Never. He promises power, but he never gave anybody any power. There's no example anywhere in the Bible, anywhere where anybody, nobody exhibited any kind of supernatural power, ever. The only people who produced real miracles in the Bible were men of God. And this is why people, oh, those psychics, they're devils. No, they're not. No, Nobody ever has any real power through Satan. That That's medieval crap. That's stuff from the Middle Ages where they were killing people who had extraordinary abilities because they understood the God law. Now, 
I'm not trying to destroy any hope of of a future heavenly realm at all. Uh, but I want it understood that it's not true that this almighty creator ordained that his power and his blessings and the knowledge of him are all reserved for after we die. Jesus didn't even teach that. Uh, first of all, we can't prove that there's life after death. Not scientifically. We can spiritually. There are people who spiritually can prove it, but you can't prove it scientifically. Um, and if the idea of God is logical at all, there has to be a God that can actually and literally operate here and now. Otherwise, no use to us. Now, a lot of you know a lot of good and faithful Christians will will tell me that they not they're not going to sacrifice that old time religion under any any circumstances, um, and that's fine. They can hang on to them if 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 they do you good, hang on to those beliefs. If they're doing you good, stick stick to those old time beliefs if they're doing you good. But I'm going to warn you that if you're wrong, if you're wrong. These theories may be holding you back from a true and real awareness of what's really going on. And what if they're not true and they're holding you back from an awareness of the true law of creation? Now, it is possible that men, just human beings, might be mistaken about this whole Thing, and that organizations have arisen around mistaken ideas, especially in the realm of religion, because more superstition has grown up around religion than any other thing, and more and a more superstitious realm has never existed. And long before the Christian era, men and women were uh, creating religions right and left. Uh, long before the Christian realm, and because of, of a need. So along comes the Christian religion and borrows superstitions from other religions. And then the, the, along came this, this very strange Christian practice of burning men and women and children at the stake. And you can't deny it, it's history, and to save their souls. And... And you have to look this square in the face. You have to look history square in the face, and 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 see that many many strange things were done in the name of of religion, and uh, th those those men and women who presume to predict and direct our spiritual destinies were doing on the were doing this on the authority of stories, which were borrowed from pagans and heathens. Their words, not mine, and stories that are utterly devoid of any kind of, of fact. And then when you look at the nature of creation, you see that there is no cruelty to it. There is no need to kill. There is no need to oppress. The, there's an existence of a God law. That This God law is so dynamic and creative and positive that any other type of law or force is blinded and destroyed by it. And just think of this existence of this mighty spiritual power, this mighty God whose power in creating the world is right here at your disposal right now. Is that is that too hard to believe? 
it's not too hard to express. You can express it right now because that law exists and that law is God and that's the only true God the world has ever known that man has been trying to express in his own fallible and imperfect and prejudiced and ignorant way. And that law has a method of putting it into operation and it's a very simple method and and all these supernaturally revealed religions on earth that attempt to express it, the fact of this existence of God um, has been discovered by many, many people and then built around myth frameworks. But now the supernaturally revealed religion gets a hold of people whose minds can't really grasp it. It's going to take some time to erase that, eradicate it. These radical tendencies inherent in man's mentality to want to oppress his fellow man. You can't blot out the teachings of generations. That's that's the thing. You can't change a line of thought at once. It takes time. Um, and it's really one person at a time. And you're not going to change other people, but we can change ourselves. Um, and this revelation, this change of mentality, is not going to come by the second coming of Jesus or the second coming of Buddha or the third coming of Muhammad or anything like that. But it will come one person at a time actually and literally believing in the existence of the living God as an unseen spiritual power in the here and now. That's the only way it's going to come. So I want everybody to know beyond a shadow of a doubt this mighty power exists. That's the first thing. Whatever they are, this, the uh, these man-made theories are not going to do us a bit of good, but direct experience of this power will. Finding this God law, they will now know the truth of what's going on. And now, just hearing this and reading about it and hearing about it won't do you a bit of good. You have to actually put it to the test yourself in your own life. If you agree with me, that's fine. If you disagree with me, that's fine. Test it yourself. Actual contacting of the God law is the actual test of these truths. E Pasika, the Buddha said, come and see. I don't want you to think of this as theory. Test it yourself. This God law exists, exists here and now. Now, through the living God spirit, you have to actually do the things I describe, and then you'll know whether I'm just talking through my hat, uh, whether I'm just, uh, this is the rat ravings of a madman, or or not. So, we talked about Adam and Eve, and how Adam and Eve uh, fell from grace, basically, um, because Adam and Eve um, um, disobeyed the will of God, listened to a serpent, um, etc., um, and fell from the grace of God. The, and it doesn't matter whether it was a porcupine or a serpent or a, or Dick Cheney or whoever. The big idea is the metaphor. The first created couple would not believe God. They showed their utter disregard for what God told them. And uh, uh, and incidentally, uh, backhanded, insulted him by taking the word of a talking snake in the place of the word of the living God, who was the creator of the universe. So this whole story of the fall of man, um, even though it 
it arose from pagan myth and allegory. Uh, it's designed and intended to teach that that a blatant disbelief of of God was the first cause of this fallen condition, and that's the point: is this disbelief in God that, that caused man to fall. And that point, if 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 you can discard the whole idea of the Garden of Eden and the talking snake, then we have we have something here. Um, if if you understand that unbelief and disbelief in the power of this mighty life spirit, it's the very thing that's keeping men and women in slavery today. This unbelief or doubt of God of the creative law is the only sin there is in this entire universe. Disbelief, lack of faith, doubt. That's the only real sin there is. Because every every sin, you know, quote or unquote, um, that you can really name is directly traceable to that big doubt of the power of the living God. Everything we can really think of is the ignorance of how things really are. Separation from the creative law. You can't plant a seed in a bucket of marbles and expect it to grow. That's against the law. So, if we doubt that the power of the living God cannot help us in the here and now, you're planting that seed in a bucket of marbles. Let's stop for station identification. And there it is. Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Ruler Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, Sundays 3 to 4.30, Candelo's Corner with Candelo Camusa and Michael Carell, Mondays 5 to 7, The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6, In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays 6 to 7, Bitter Foxy with Madame Naya and Jaya Danya, Wednesdays 6 to 7, The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursday 6 to 7.30, The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Friday 6 to 7, and Liquid Libations with Andrea Western, Saturdays 5 to 7. All time specific. Add three hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curie Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Now, we do live in a, in a time of doubt. People doubt the existence of God, whether in the here and now or forever. And I don't, I don't believe them. You look at the world and you wonder how can God allow such a thing, but it's not God that allows these things. It's the separation and doubt of God that allows this thing. Even people who profess that they're doing God's will, they profess they're doing God's will. They're not. They're doing their own will in the name of God. Um, I don't blame them. I don't, I don't blame people for having trouble believing the uh, mythologies that they're taught. And I also don't blame people who do accept the mythologies that are taught. Uh, seeking comfort um, because it is a comforting thing to accept these mythologies um, and and I understand this um, but if you if you think about it the the mighty master intelligence behind the entire universe um, didn't need to resort to conversations with talking snakes to make sense of things and um uh, you know, if you think about this as a rational human being, it 
it's absurd. And uh, did not take a rib from man to make a woman. These stories are absurd. This is why there's always going to be doubt. Even for people who profess to believe these stories, there's, there's doubt. And doubt of the life spirit is the cause of all sin. That can't be questioned. When you think about it, it can't be questioned. So we have in existence the same power, just as strong, that created everything, dynamic and potent, that it can take two tiny microscopic things and in nine, combine them and in nine months make a human being capable of creating quantum theory as Einstein did or creating the atomic bomb as Einstein's relativ, relativistic theory led to. So, And that happens billions of times. And yet, men and women don't believe in the existence of this creative power, even though we are surrounded by it in every aspect of existence. And even though our own existence, the, the, the person who says, I don't believe in this creative power, I don't believe in God, the person who says it was brought about by that very thing. They deny their own existence, the, the power that brought about their own existence, which to me is just crazy. So... <clears throat> so, people, as a spiritual counselor, say to me every day, they're tired. They're tired of being poor. They're tired of being sick. They're tired of being unhappy. And they try all kinds of things. They try this, they try that. And many of them have discarded church teachings. They, they, they said God has not helped them. Prayer does not help them. And they take up with all kinds of things. Um, and... Um, uh, they, they, but and their hearts are, are crying out for some healing. Um, they've been taught that they're not going to be healed till after they die. That this is a veil. Of, this world is a veil of tears. You've heard that a veil of tears, and they'll, they'll never know peace until after they die. And they are so miserable. They 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 cannot. They do not believe that God is going to help them. And. Uh, because he sacrificed his only son to take our sin away, and that only a few people, those who follow the rules, are going to be saved. So they've rejected this. Uh, so they're trying to find an answer. They they want to try to find some answer that will give their soul, will give their heart ease. And and many of them find the further they get away from uh, quote supernatural phenomena, the more likely they're to find this peace or this ease um, and they're right because if there is a God he's natural not supernatural you find him in nature one that could be easily understood um, and don't forget that don't forget that God is not mysterious and supernatural when people say uh, God acts in mysterious ways what they're saying is I have no idea how God works but God is natural and so this world is made up of human beings, some black, some yellow, red, white, brown, all kinds of shades of color. And it must be a fact that a universal God is a God of all people, all nations, all races, all sexes, all genders. So this one God can be understood by everyone. So this is one God, one system, one religion, one truth. 
And any any truth that does not teach that must be damned to hell with it. It's a false teaching. Any model of God that does not say this is a universal truth, it's a false teaching. It, the very brand of a lie, of lie, this is a lie, is stamped on it by such a teaching. If there is a God, it is a He is a He it is a universal God for all people because this is the God that created all people and continues to create everything. Every man, woman, and child can grasp God if God exists. And that is exactly the facts of the mighty life spirit. All you have to do is look around and say, there's God in that bird, God in that ground, God in me, God in you. That is the truth. And when the conditions governing this mighty unseen God law are complied with, it makes no difference whether it's a Christian or a Jew or a Buddhist or a Muslim or anybody, whether it's the, the person is Chinese or Maori or American or Islamic. It doesn't matter where you live, North, South Pole, in the middle of the fucking ocean, you can put into play the conditions governing this mighty God law. You will receive from that mighty law whatsoever thing you desire and ask. And remember that this universal God law is yours. It's the only sort of God that will fit the universal race. And the universal God law is the only sort of spiritual power that the race should accept. But you see, it will take a lot of convincing to get the world to accept this. Um, because people would rather shake their snakes and beads and idols, man, and worship the golden calf. Um, because, you know, my, my superstitions are better than your superstitions, right? Um, um, would rather launch bombs at each other because, you know, my, my God is better than your God, right? Um, but so how, how long do we have to wait? How many people have to die? How much blood has to be shed before we come up with the, with the realization that the mighty God law is everyone's? You know, John Calvin, who founded uh, Presbyterianism, um, uh, caused uh, Michael Servetus to be burned at the stake. And it wasn't quite 400 years ago um, when this happened. And this was a man who founded Presbyterianism. He, he caused people to be persecuted and burned at the stake in the name of his God. So do you want to follow Systems of religion it's found, founded by people who did this stuff, but th th these—they're all the same. They're, they're, these religions were founded by people who did things like this. They're facts. Now, this may hurt the feelings of the gentle Presbyterians of today, but these are historical facts, and you can trace back the roots of most religious systems. You go down to the local Baptist church, trace the roots of the local Baptist church. Um, go down to the local Bap uh, uh, Catholic church, trace the history. Pope Pius, Pope Urban, okay? Um, ch 
check check out the history of the Catholic Church in World War II. You know, I'm I'm going to snatch the wigs off some of these people. Um, now, is it possible that there's a God at work in the universe? The Church has never known. No, that no. Many churches have known this. Um, many churches have known this, but. If, if churches stood in the pulpit and say, you have no need of this church, you have no need of men like me to tell you how to worship God, go home, find God on your own. Where, where would the churches be? Where would they be? Um, now, imagine, let's look at it this way. It's perspective. Imagine the worm crawling through the earth. To the worm, the earth is both infinite and flat. Right? The worm doesn't know the earth is round. The worm doesn't know that the earth has cities and people walking on the earth and uh, that the politics of the earth and that these people hate each other and are, have compl complicated civilizations. To, to the earthworm, the, the earth is very simple. He's, he's drilling in a straight line. The earth is infinite. The earth is flat. So... All it sees is what it knows. That's its perspective. All that worm knows is what it sees. So when a person adopts a certain perspective, all that person knows is what that person sees and chooses to see. So once you decide that God is a certain thing, a certain person, this is how God operates. These are the rules under which God operates. You will not see what's right there in front of you. So... If you let the thoughts of what you desire go out into that great cosmic realm, sooner or later, and you do this with diligence and faith, sooner or later, and belief, it will find the source of that law. You don't have to understand it. it just like, you know, you don't understand how the seed works. I don't understand how electricity works. I'm not sure how anyone does. I've studied physics. I've asked people, I say, how does electricity work? They say, what's the flow of electrons? Or what does that mean? <laughs> it goes from higher to great, from uh, um, lesser to higher potentiality. Well, what, what, why? How does that work? No one really knows. But your visualized thoughts will find the great source of the law. And then, as surely as the seed sprouts into the flower, it will manifest in the unseen realm. Now, you won't see how it happens. You'll see the results. I mean, do you understand that? Just like you don't see electricity, but you see the results. I mean, you don't know how light works. Electricity turns into light. You flick the switch, you get light. That's what you know. You don't know how it happens. You don't see well. You don't see how it happens. You don't see the electricity heating the incandescent gas, blah blah blah, exciting the molecules. You don't see any of that. What you see is that electricity, light. You don't see the mechanism whereby the seed interacts with the dirt, the earth, and becomes life, becomes a flower. What you see is the result. You put the seed in the earth, you get a flower. You don't need to understand how this works. Now, over time you will. You're at the receiving end. The God law is at the other end. And I will tell you that when you do this, spiritual work is unseen work. 
Spiritual work is unseen work. And you won't see it. You won't see how it works, but you'll see the results of it. You'll send it out, and you'll see the manifestation of it. And that manifestation may be in the form of people helping you. It may be in the form of that job you want manifesting. It may be in the form of finding money. It may be in the form of happiness filling your heart. It may be in the form of greater health. It may be in the form of whatever. Whatever. I can't tell you how it's going to manifest. You won't see how the dominoes fall. But fall they will. An exercise for you. I want you to get a crystal ball, and a little two-inch ball will do. Don't get a big one because you're going to hold it in your hand. And I would like you to hold that ball, uh, sit comfortably, unplug your cell phone, and for five minutes, I want you to focus on that ball and nothing else. And by this, I don't mean let your mind wander. Don't look at the ball vacantly and you know think about Game of Thrones or your friends on Facebook or the good-looking neighbor next door. Focus intently on that ball for five minutes. You can set a timer. And you're going to find this is very hard at first. Very, very hard at first. And if you can, after a while, increase it to 10 minutes, you'll find this is very, very hard. It drives people crazy at first. You may not even be able to do five minutes, but if you can't do five minutes, do it as long as you can. And then as you do this, I want you to repeat the exercises that we've learned up to now. I am manifesting the mighty God law. I am seeking the mighty God law and put it in that crystal ball and send it out. Use projection. I am contacting the mighty God law. I am attracting the mighty God law. Put it in that crystal ball for five minutes. I'd like you to stay tuned. We have in the streets of Beverly Smith coming up, and um, it's one of our it's one of our really good shows that we have on the LMC Radio Network. Uh, come back next week, and we'll talk more about the mighty God law, how to get it, how to manipulate it, how to visualize it, how to send it out there, how to bring it back in, how to manifest it, how to work miracles with it. And miracles do occur. People um, ask me all the time, how do you do these things you do? And I'm going to tell you that I can't explain how these things work in the unseen world, but they do work. They, they create healing and they create magic. Next week, love you guys. Bye-bye.